0: Welcome to Thomas Risley this morning. It's nice to see everybody. Um, Just a reminder um, to keep yourselves on mute until the grace. Um, Martin and Katie are reading this morning, which is fab, and Stuart's on prayers. And if you want prayers later on, um, Pam and Brian are in the prayer breakout room. Um, The only other notice I've been asked to mention is a massive thank you to you all for the water aid donations. We've raised £306, 25p. So that's brilliant. So thanks, everybody. So I'm going to hand over to Kate, the lovely Kate Gartside, who's leading the service this morning. Thanks, Kate.
1: Thank you. So we have a call to worship, and um, that should come up on the screen. We gather as the disciples did on the day that Jesus rose. Come risen Lord and stand among us. We open the doors of our hearts to you. Come risen Lord and stand amongst us. Grant us your peace and breathe upon us. Come risen Lord and stand among us. Amen. Amen. Lord, as we meet together today, we give thanks for the gift of life and the gift of family and friends to sustain us. Thank you for the beauty of creation and the wonder of our world, of our universe. And thank you, Lord, for placing us in families, in communities, and for putting around us those who care enough to help us through life. Thank you for this day and all it brings, Lord. Amen. Welcome. It's a pleasure to worship with you this morning, especially because it's all about my favourite disciple, Thomas. But there's a couple of other things that uh, we remember today and, uh, and reflect on. Of course, we will during the service, there are many services across the land that are remembering His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, and the service he gave to this this country, and uh, we'll be remembering him in our prayers. The other thing is that this day is traditionally known as Low Sunday. Now, to be honest, I've never liked that. Um, It sort of puts a dampener on Easter, and a few years ago, I came across an old tradition which referred to this Sunday as Bright Sunday. It sounds loads better, doesn't it? Bright Sunday rather than Low Sunday. But it actually got another name later on, which is Holy Humour Sunday. And I like that one even better. Uh, and this is a Sunday that gives us the opportunity to continue celebrating the great miracle of Jesus' resurrection and to celebrate the small miracles and and resurrections in our own lives. Now, I, I know it's good to have a chuckle and I reckon Jesus was into jokes and laughter. I mean, there's a few in the Bible. You might remember the camel through the eye of the needle, you know, when he said, if you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give the money to the poor. And then he referred to it as being easier for the camel to go through an eye of an eagle. The eye of an eagle was really a very narrow space in that um, day and age. So I thought being Holy Humour Sunday, I'd bring you a couple of jokes or maybe even three. Um, And I'll pretend that I'm hearing your responses. And if you're really good, you might even get the right response. And you are, of course, very welcome to groan. So, how does Moses make tea? He brews it. I thought that one was quite good. He brews it. Who was the greatest comedian in the Bible? Now, when I asked somebody the other day, they were going through all the people of the Bible. Well, Samson, he brought the house down. And then one that Dave is going to join in with me on because it's a knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? Lettuce. Lettuce who? Let us pray. So let us pray. Lord, we live in a world where people believe so many different things or are too busy getting on with their lives to even think about what they do believe. We know, Lord, there are times when that's true of us too. Forgive us. Now we take a moment of silence to talk to you about anything that is worrying us at present that perhaps gets in the way of worship today. Lord, help us to make sure that all our actions spring from our faith and belief in you. Bring us your forgiveness and healing, that we may know your peace and live in the joy of your resurrection. Be with us as we seek to become all you call us to be. Amen. So now... uh, Andrew and Helen and family are going to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. And then following that, we're going to sing a song. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, because as Thomas said, I want to see you. Over to you, Helen and Andrew. Thanks, Kate. Should we pray together? Our,
0: Our Father, Father in heaven. heaven, hallowed be your name. name. Your, your kingdom, kingdom come. come.
3: Jesus.
1: You for all those actions Rachel you get the clap of the day <laughs> um Helen if you do birthdays and then we'll have our readings
4: oh,
0: certainly will so amazing. an exciting week ahead <laughs> if it's your birthday anybody got any birthdays in the coming week although we no or that we might have missed I can't see anybody Okay, we'll have a good week anyway, folks.
1: Back to you, Kate. And over to Martin for whatever reading he wishes to bring today.
2: <laughs> the first reading is from 1 John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. The incarnation of the word of life. That which was from the beginning And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make your joy complete.
4: So John 20, verses 19 to 31. Jesus appears to his disciples on the evening of that first day of the week. And when the disciples were together, With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Jesus appears to Thomas. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. The purpose of John's Gospel. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. The Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Forgot to unmute myself.
1: <clears throat> may the words I speak be those you want spoken. May the words we hear be those you want heard. May we live to your glory. Amen. The Resurrection, newspaper headlines, Body Goes Missing, Dead Man Alive, seen in Birchwood Shopping Centre. I'm with Thomas here. Remember, it's Holy Humour Sunday, and I can hear Thomas saying, you've seen who? You don't expect me to believe that, do you? Go on, you're having a laugh. Prove it to me, then I'll believe. Prove it to me. It's a common reaction. Show me. Prove it to me. So when I was preparing this uh, service, I went looking for some, well, what I thought were unbelievable statements. Uh, And I'm going to mention three of them. Six generations. If you go six generations back, if any of you go six generations back, you have 64 great-great-great-grandparents. Now I wonder how many of you believe that or did what I did, started counting straight away to check whether it was true. A hippo's jaw opens 180 degrees. Now when it says it can fit a small sports car in there, I begin to wonder. In 1990, Malaysian strongman Ramasami Lex Mana used his hair to pull a Boeing 737 aircraft in Kuala Lumpur, 17 metres or 56 feet. And he set a new world record. And actually, his abilities were passed on to his daughter, who pulled a truck with her hair in 2002. I wonder if you were able to accept those statements or did you, like me, check them out just to make sure the facts were correct? It's what we do. Thomas had been a disciple of Jesus and he must have seen many of the miracles. Yet here he stands questioning, doubting, seeking a rational answer and he wasn't the only one in Luke 24 you've got the women coming back from the tomb telling the 11 what they'd seen and heard and it's recorded that to the disciples it just seemed like an idle tale apart from Peter of course he went to check it out so he didn't fully accept it he went just to check it out in Luke 24:41 we're told that the disciples while in their joy were disbelieving and still wondering they had their doubts about what had happened on Easter day Remember what they'd been through They'd witnessed Jesus die a terrible death and then for him to appear in a locked room well it must have sounded Looked really unbelievable. Yet Thomas is labelled the doubter, the one who didn't believe. And over many years, I've asked whether he really deserves that label, a label that's accompanied him through the centuries. Now, from my early statements, you'll know I lay my cards on the table, really. I get quite irritated when people put the word doubt with the name Thomas. Because was he really any different to us? How would we have responded? Thomas wanted proof. He was asking questions. He was searching for answers. Yet he's remembered for his failings. When we experience such feelings in our really stuck times, we can be like Thomas, stuck, stuck in the past. In Thomas's case, his mind was stuck in Good Friday and all that had happened then. For so many of them, hope was gone. But it's what happens makes Thomas my favorite disciple. When I was training for ministry, we were asked to do an overseas placement. And um, I wanted to go to Sweden, but I ended up in Kolkata, India. But well, that's the Lord for you. Uh, I went for four to five weeks of my training. Uh, it was over an Easter time. And I went to a slum area of Tangra in Kolkata and I stayed with the large community. They give homes for life to disabled people. I was connected to the Liverpool community, so hence the link. I spent part of my visit in the College of North India where folk were being trained for Christian minister ministry. And remember in India, Christianity is a minority religion. To my surprise, Uh, On the Saturday evening after Easter 2002, I was informed that I would be preaching the following day in a church in the city, and this was my passage. Well, I've got to admit, I was rather worried, you know, I not only had to write a sermon that evening, but I had to go to a church I didn't know, in a city I didn't know, and speak about, well, I'll talk about that in a minute. But church tradition tells us a little of what happened to Thomas after that moment when Jesus appeared to him. Like many of the disciples, he went to take the gospel out across the world. For Thomas, he preached in ancient Babylon near the Tigris and Euphrates rivers where Iraq is found today. He traveled to Persia, that's present-day Iran, and he continued to win disciples to the Christian faith. He then sailed south to a place called Malabar on the west coast of India. That was 52 AD, roughly, and he preached and established churches there, and he won for Christ some high-caste Brahmins. They were the Hindu priests, really, as well as others. And later, when the Portuguese landed in India in the 1600s, they found a group of Christians uh, who were worshipping in a church called the Martoma Church. And that had been established through Thomas's preaching a millennium and a half before. Finally, Thomas travelled to the east coast of India and he preached relentlessly there. And that's where he was martyred in Mylapore. It was around about 72 AD, and that's near present-day Madras. So asked to preach in the Kolkata Church about the beloved Thomas. What a gift. And I have to say, what a gift to be invited to take this service and preach about my beloved Thomas. We see Thomas in that room with the disciples. We hear of Jesus coming to meet Thomas, meeting him where he is, giving him the assurance he needs presenting him with the evidence he sought. We see Christ meeting Thomas and we hear how Thomas responded with those famous words, my Lord and my God. Give him 100% commitment. We know that because I've just told you what he went on to do. I think it's quite amazing that we have Jesus meeting Thomas where he was. And the result of that meeting was a transformation. Whatever was holding Thomas back, those chains of fear, of doubt, they were broken. He was no longer stuck in the worries of that day or in the Group Friday experience. Instead, he was moved on and filled with hope. As Thomas made his commitment, he was filled with a vision to do great things for God. And he did. As I've said, he took the message of Jesus across the world. That hope and vision he managed to pass over to others and converted many. He set up The early church there, he was martyred for his faith in India and he became their patron saint. Doubting Thomas, not for me that title, but vision-inspired hopeful Thomas. Hopeful Thomas is how I think of him. What a transformation, what a change. You know, he became a resurrection person. He was different and that difference was there. That visionary hope was there for all to see. It's easy to get stuck in the Good Friday experience of life. It's easy to lose all hope and to be unsure of what we can do as we view, as we experience the world around us. You know, as we think of the suffering and conflict that's in this pandemic world of ours, just thinking of the news this week, and you've got Myanmar, you've got the Middle East. Think of all the thousands that are dying in Brazil. And I'm sure the queens are might sad, but she has a strong faith, so she doesn't walk alone. And Elaine... Neither do you walk alone as you face your dad's funeral this week. There have been many times in my life when I've been stuck. When I guess it's felt as though I've been without hope. That as sometimes we do, I've felt a separation from God. A little like Thomas, I guess. Times when I've not known what to do, when I've felt sad because of loss or because of the way people have treated me. There's been times when I've not known which way to turn or what to say or how to guide people. You know, I think of times when I've gone to face a young family who've lost a child Or a young family who've lost the father. I think of times before ministry. When I worked with young people in a place near Manchester. Very hurt young people. And perhaps began to realise. I can't do this work on my own. Or in ministry. When. When. I've had so many questions and I've sought so much of Jesus, searching for answers, just like Thomas did. And I can honestly say that Jesus met me where I was. And I realized I didn't need to go through this life on my own. I didn't need to face those situations on my own. That in the brokenness of the people... And in my own brokenness, I saw the face of Christ. In the work we did together, I saw resurrection hope. I became someone who testified to the resurrection. You know that God called me into ministry. And through that ministry, I became a resurrection person filled with the knowledge that Christ lives. Christ lives through you and Christ lives through me. I've had the honour of seeing resurrection hope time and time again, sometimes through those I've ministered to, sometimes through the work of community projects, When Jesus appeared to the disciples, it was to encourage them, to fill them with vision, to take God's love into the world, to risk sharing that love by the lives we lead. Recently, the vision, a beacon of God's kingdom in Birchwood, was brought to us and we were asked to pray on what that means. It's easy to stay locked into our own world. It's quite safe to do that, to take God for granted. But if we do, we lose the excitement of that hope and we prevent God's love, the hope of the risen Christ reaching others. Thomas went where he was led, he faced danger, he faced uncertainty, he walked an unknown road leading to an unknown destination and he did that with resurrection hope and I guess a few questions here and there. Resurrection people are people who are searching and seeking a living God. They're looking for the face of Christ in the people they meet. the people who are willing to share the hope of, and love of Christ with all as the greatness of God is revealed day by day. The phrase, and it's a phrase that has come to me time and time again over the past fortnight, The phrase is, we are here for you. And when I think of God's beacon in this place, so does the question, where do you want this light to shine? Andrew asked a question similar in recent weeks. Where do you want this light to shine? I haven't got an answer So I continue to pray, to seek, to listen. Where are we as a church being asked to shine that light of hope? Thomas, we've seen the Lord. Holy Humour Sunday. And I can hear Thomas saying, you've seen who? You don't expect me to believe that, do you? And Jesus responds, well, yes, I do. You see, I've had the last laugh. Jesus is risen. He is alive. We declare to you what was from the beginning. What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed and we have seen it and testify it and declare it to you. Thomas questioned but was open to God's answer. If we are to meet Christ, all we have to do is to be open And then, as Thomas did, recognise Christ and live as resurrection people filled with hope and joy. Bless the risen Lord. Amen. And now we sing See What a Morning.
3: Bright with the dawning of hope in Jerusalem. Folding the great cross to fill the light as the angels announce Christ is risen. See God's salvation plan, brought in love, born in pain, paid in sadness. Risen for the dead. See Mary weeping, where is he laid? As in sorrow she turns from the empty tomb. Hears a voice speaking, calling her name. It's the Master the Lord raised to life again The voice that spans the years speaking life Stirring all, bringing peace to us Will sound till He appears For He lives, Christ is risen for the dead Father, ancient of days Through the Spirit You close faith with certainty Honor and blessing Glory and praise to the King Crowned with power and authority And we are raised with Him Death is dead. Love is one Christ is called Shall reign with him, foreign lives, Christ is risen for the dead, and we are raised with him. Death is dead, love is one, Christ is conquered. and we shall reign with him foreign lives, Christ is risen for the dead.
1: Stuart's going to bring our prayers for the world now.
2: Let's come before God in prayer. Let's pray. God of power, hope, and resurrection, we bring our prayers to you today. We thank you that you are ready to hear and ready to respond. We thank you, Lord. For this day and the reminder that you are always with us, the reminder that even within our fear and doubts, you are here guiding us. You have sent your son to be alive. And your spirit to show us his life. Lord, we bring our prayers. And today we particularly uh, give thanks for the life of His Royal Highness Prince Philip. Thank you for his support to the Queen and the whole royal family. Thank you for his life and his enthusiasm, particularly to encourage young people and those young people who have very few opportunities. We pray for the Queen and the royal family as they experience the uh, loss and grief. We also remember too, Lord, those who... Have lost loved ones recently, that in this time of, of time of grief that you will give them the risen hope of resurrection, Lord. we pray for all our world leaders across the world today as we look out at a world that has so many difficulties in it, we ask that they act with justice and mercy, and Lord, we particularly pray for Myanmar. So many difficulties there and a struggle uh, for power and and democracy. We ask, Lord, that you will intervene there, that there will be peace. And ultimately, Lord, your name will be lifted high in that nation. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the hope that we have in Uh, the vaccination programme that continues to uh, be rolled out in this country. We thank you for the success that it seems to be. And we pray again for that vaccinations programme to be rolled out across the world, particularly to the countries that can least afford it. We ask, Lord, that there will be equity there. We also pray for those shops and businesses that reopen tomorrow. We thank you that they'll be able to continue Uh, their trade and we ask Lord that you be with them and with the staff you keep them safe but we also remember too Lord those who are fearful about their jobs are uncertain about the future of their work sustain them Lord we pray in this time we pray today for your church we thank you for your church across the world that celebrates your risen life Lord, thank you that we can bring hope and joy and love to this world we live in. And we pray especially today for our own branch of your church, the United Reformed Church, as it considers its future and its direction. We thank you too for Jeff, who will be our new moderator. Uh, joining us soon we ask you be with him and his family as they move to this area lord bless them and may his uh, ministry be fruitful here we pray for our friends uh, locally and virtually the table uh, bcc and other christians living in the area may we be beacons of resurrection hope and for ourselves as thomas risley as we've prayed that vision to be a beacon to our community Show us, Lord, and be with the elders and our minister as we discern the way forward to be that beacon. We pray for those with doubts, those like Thomas who are questioning their faith at the moment or perhaps are very unsure of what the world is about. We ask, Lord, that you reveal yourself to them just as you did to Thomas, that their doubts may be Uh, eased, that their fear may be taken away, that they would know Jesus as Lord in their lives. We give thanks for healing and in a moment of quiet Lord we bring to you those who need healing and wholeness and hope in their lives today. We offer you these prayers in the name of the risen Lord Jesus. Amen.
1: I'll bring the blessing now and then we'll have the song King of Kings and then Helen will lead us in the grace. So the peace and presence of the risen Christ be with you. And the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rests on you and all whom you love this day and always. And so we sing King of Kings, Majesty.
3: King of Kings, Majesty. God of heaven, living in me, gentle Savior, closest friend, strong deliver, beginning and end, all within me falls at your throne. Son, faithful and true Who bought the nations Ransomed souls bought the sin.
0: your message this morning and thanks to everyone that's taken part it's been lovely can you all unmute yourselves now and we will share the grace together before we finish our service this morning So the grace, grace of our Lord,
3: Lord Jesus Christ, 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 Christ and
1: the Lord, Christ. Lord, and the fellowship of the, the Holy
4: Spirit Amen.